Island Church in Galveston, Texas, welcomes you to our podcast. Be encouraged by Pastor Rusty Martin as he teaches the Word of God. Now let me just give you a couple of things before we get dig into it this morning. We've got plenty of time to teach here for a few minutes and, and uh, continue to uh, help you to understand the reality of the power of the name of Jesus. It is your most important spiritual tool and weapon. The name of Jesus releases his authority as we've determined in teaching two different lessons on that name of Jesus. The name of Jesus, now listen to me, the name of Jesus takes the place of Jesus being personally present with us. You say, well, well, why don't we have more miracles and signs and wonders? Because we don't have faith in the name. It's not just the name. Listen, Jesus is not the abracadabra of the body of Christ. Can I say that again? Just like every word from God, there needs to be faith in the word. But I'm going to tell you what, once you get faith in the name of Jesus, there is a new boldness that will come on you and you will make sure the devil doesn't kick you around anymore because you understand your authority in the name of Jesus. It is the most effective tool in renewing your mind and telling the, telling the devil to shut up. I don't care what kind of thoughts you may be having if the devil's trying to put thoughts of poverty or lack or thoughts of sickness and disease or thoughts of per- perversion. Or listen, many times what he torments ch- uh, uh, God's children with is thoughts of loneliness. Just being isolated. I feel so alone. You're never alone. Don't ever say that. Jesus said he would never leave you or forsake you. Many times that's the devil. If he can get you to listen to a thought of being alone, he can make you feel like you're alone. That's what a ratty is, amen? Well, thank God we got the name of Jesus. Now, a couple of things real quick. Uh, Go, if you will, to the book of Acts. Let's start there this morning. Now, let me invite you this morning to retain the posture of a Bible school student. Seriously, take notes. Write down what I am telling you. Write down the scriptures. Meditate upon them. Let faith come to you when it comes to the name of Jesus because I'm telling you, if you begin to operate in that power, there's going to be some things happen in your life that you're going to go, oh my goodness, this really works. It really works. Now, the two areas that we're looking at, very simple. Number one, we're looking at the main area of how the name of Jesus works when it comes to your authority that you have in Christ. But we also understand that the name of Jesus gives us access. Oh, my goodness. Look what the, what the nation of Israel had to go through to get any access to God. They had to have a law. They had to have a priesthood. They had to have a temple or a tabernacle. They had to have a bleeding sacrifice. They had to have feast days. Only at this time was God's power and God's revelation available to them and only to a few people, the prophets, the priests, and the kings. Us common folks, we just had to stand outside and watch and hope they didn't mess up. Amen? But then Jesus came, the living Word of God, and he walked in power and authority. And the words he spoke were not his own, and the deeds he did were not his own. They were the Father's. And he demonstrated life and love and compassion upon the earth. 
And then he died on the cross and rose from the dead so that that love and compassion could go around the world in the hearts of the men and women that accept him as Lord and Savior. Then he also equips us. You know, this is so cool. We get born again, which is the new life. Everybody say the new life. And then we get to grow. That's the changed life. You need both the new life and the changed life. And you need to live in the changed life all the days of your life until the change death brings to your life because that's all death is. Oh, I get a, ought to get a better amen. Hey, you should never be afraid to die. My goodness, if you've ever been around the righteous when they die, you know that you shouldn't be afraid to die because they. Th I remember Papa laying there with his hands up going, Oh, I thank God I get to go to heaven. I thank God I get to... Come on, church. You know, you can't do that on your deathbed unless it's God. Amen. So that name of Jesus, I mean, for comfort, for authority, for power, for access. There's so much you can do with that name. And you know, I was talking to a man yesterday. I said, you know, it's, a, it's interesting we can talk about God and God is a universal subject. You know, people that will embrace you in a conversation, they don't know if you're talking about Buddha or Muhammad or, or who you're talking about. But buddy, when you take that name of Jesus and you throw that into the conversation, it no longer is a universal conversation. It becomes a personal conversation and Jesus steps right into the middle of it. Hallelujah. Now, we know the story. We've studied it here for a couple of weeks. Peter and John went to the temple, the one that was there in that day. Jesus was a familiar uh, figure in that temple for about three and a half years. Now he's gone. He's risen from the dead. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. He had given them some instruction about the name of Jesus, about his own name, and about how they would use it and operate it in it in their life and ministry on the earth. Not only that, the Apostle Paul gives us further revelation showing us that it is the intention of your Father. Now listen to me very closely. I don't care who you think you are in here right now, but it's the intention of your Father for you to walk in the power of God so that your faith will not be in the wisdom of men but in the power of Almighty God. Listen, it took power to save you and it takes power to keep you saved. You are walking in that power right now and God wants you to know that power needs to turn up. It needs to be turned up. It needs to be accelerated in your life. You say, why? Because we are living in the perilous times of the last days and honey, the church is going to have to walk in His glory and His glory is His power. Amen. Now, we, we studied the, studied the uh, story. Here comes Peter and John. They're just cruising to prayer. Amen. And here laid... At the, on the steps of the gate, beautiful, beautiful, is a man crippled from his birth. Now, he's a beggar. He has the right to beg there at the temple. He begins his process of begging, looking at John. They, he began to beg, ask alms of them. And I like what one old preacher said. He said, he asked alms and Jesus gave him legs. Amen. He said he gave, asked alms. Jesus gave him. Well, he asked alms and the Bible says, Peter and John said, silver and gold have I none. Now, this is not an indictment against the prosperity message. That was just the condition of their pocketbook at the time. He said, well, why are you saying that? Because just a couple of chapters later, they're selling all their property and laying the money at the feet of the disciples. So it's not, it's not a prosperity issue. Silver and gold have enough. Number one, silver and gold ain't going to do you no good. Silver and gold is just going to keep you in your misery. But such as I have. 
Now there's the key you have to understand. You have and you bear the name of Jesus. There is joy with that. There is peace with that. There is glory with that. There is great things with that. But you are also living on a fallen planet in which the name of Jesus is not accepted by the world or the world system, but God has given it to you to live above the world and the world system in. So they, silver and gold, have we none, but such as we have. What did they have? They had the name of Jesus. They said in the name of Jesus. And Peter, I can see him as he's saying it, reaching down and that anointing of God coming and him feel, feeling that very presence of the Lord Jesus Christ, such as I have, give I you, uh, uh, rise and be made whole. And that guy leaped up, the Bible said, he leaped and went into the temple with them, leaping, jumping. I think he had a little joy. Maybe he got a little joy touch there, amen. But whatever he was doing, he was celebrating a complete victory that he had had. Now, Peter and John were questioned. Not only why did you do this, but how did you do it? Now, this is what they ask them. Acts chapter 4. Let's go there real quick. Acts chapter 4. We know in Acts chapter 2, excuse me, Acts chapter 3, he said that it is his name. Everybody say his name. Through faith in his name. Amen. Let's say that again. His name. Through faith in his name. Let's say that one more time. That's good. His name through faith in his name. Not just his name, but faith in his name. So it's simple. How do we get faith? So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we, everybody, go like this. Say we got our hearing ears on. Not our listening ears, our hearing ears. So faith cometh by hearing. So we're going to teach the word that will bring faith to you on the subject of the name of Jesus so its power and its ability can be turned up in your life. Anybody like that? I know I do. Amen. So Acts chapter 4, let's, let's look there just a minute. Now you'd have thought everybody would have been happy. Now come on. They knew who that guy was. He laid there for years at that, at that. Amen. You could imagine how many that they laid at the, at, the, at the gate of the temple thinking God might do something about it. Amen? But they knew that guy. They knew a notable miracle. They said themselves a notable miracle had been done. But they challenged. Now listen, we never ever should be in a place of challenging notable miracles. That's religion. That's what religion does. Amen. But a notable miracle, and that's saying, Adrian, that's the same people that crucified. They knew what had been done, and they feared the repercussion of Jesus actually being risen from the dead. Amen. You know, I, I read, there's a book out there. I'd have to go look in my library. It's, a, it's kind of a strange book. It was things that were written after the resurrection that were not in the Bible, but they went back and looked at historical records and thought that they could, you know, validate some of it. I don't know. Some of it may be legend, lore, or it may be true, but I read the book anyway. And there was an account in the book of, of, of uh, uh, who was that high priest? that uh, Caiaphas, it was of Caiaphas. And it said Caiaphas in his later days. So I think this was, the book said that this was taken out of his personal memoirs or journal, that in the last days, right before he died, Jesus appeared to him. Jesus appeared to him. This is where, and Jesus held out his hands and said, I love you. You can be saved. You can be born again. Caiaphas, he began to think, uh, he wrote this, he began to think that he was eternally doomed because of what was happening in Christianity. And Jesus came and appeared to him 
And he ended up getting saved and Caiaphas will be in heaven. Isn't that cool? Now let me, okay, okay. People say, well, you know, they killed you. Listen, they were the people. The Levitical priesthood were the people that God put on the earth to sacrifice Jesus. Do you understand that? Jesus had to be sacrificed by a priesthood who had a, who had a law of shedding blood. And that blood had to be shed by the priesthood and that blood being shed by the priesthood was able to be given back to the high priest. Oh, come on, church. So that he could enter into the real temple, not made with the hands of men, but made with the hands of God and obtain eternal re- So don't get mad at the Levites. Don't get mad at the high priest. They did exactly what they were designed to do, and Jesus was the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. But they're questioning him. And verse 7, it says, When they had set them in the midst... They asked them, by what power, now notice this, or by what name have you done this? Now, I don't guess that would be a very relevant statement if that were to happen to us, say some notable miracle were to happen in the, in the state legislature, or maybe they called us to Washington and said, by what name have you done that? They wouldn't say that because we don't have name-based authority any longer. We have nation, but see, we have a we have a man in a in a place of authority in our nation named named President uh, uh, Joe Biden. Amen. That changes so often. You almost have a, you know, who's coming, who's going, you know. <laughs> but we never do anything in his name. We didn't do anything in the name of uh, of Donald Trump. We did nothing in the name of Barack Obama. We did nothing in the name of of George Washington. We did nothing in the name of Abraham Lincoln. Everything we've done as a nation, we've done in the name of the United States of America. That's that's the power source. It's not the men that sit in the office. They are temporary. The power source is the nation and the documents of our nation that make our nation the nation. Amen? Well, these guys understood that, but back in those days, it was not like that. It was the name. Who's in charge around here? Who has the power? See, they knew there was a name around them that that name could be used. We saw that name used throughout the, throughout the New Testament and into the letters to the church. We saw it used with authority and power, and that was the name of Caesar. I mean, Paul appealed to Caesar. He didn't appeal to the Roman government. He appealed to Caesar. So they lived in a day in which names meant something. They carried power. They carried weight, and they carried authority. And they wanted to know... By whose name? Obviously, this was done by somebody's name. You guys are a bunch of fishermen. You guys are just a bunch of fishermen. That's all you are. So there's got to be a little more to what's going on around here than just you. What name and by what power? So that shows us two things. The name and power are connected. Oh, glory to God. I said the name and power are connected. Let me, let me, let me help you. You know, Jesus... When he walked on the earth, anytime he got in the presence of devils, they cried out. Instant submission. Instantaneous submission. Now, we see this from time to time. I walked into a restaurant one time, and there were some people sitting at a table, a man dressed in a three-piece suit and tie. He looked at me and started growling. He was growling. And a pastor was walking with me. We'd just come from a Holy Ghost. And a pastor was walking with me. I said, look at that guy, full of the devil. He says, he is the wife. They ended up leaving the restaurant. We've seen other things like that happen. You say, why? You bear the name of Jesus. And when you bear it with authority and power, just like when Jesus walked on the earth, devils will cry out. There'll be instant submission to you because you are bearing the name of Jesus. 
People say, well, that was just Jesus. Yeah, it is, and you're, he's personally present with us through the name, in us, by the Spirit, on us. By, listen, you're just a big old Jesus burrito. So how spicy you want that thing to be is up to you. You know, I like, I like when somebody bites into something, there's a reaction. Uh, we'll get off that, amen? I like this in verse 8. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, that's an important phrase because there is an emphasis by the Holy Ghost on this. Now, we said this earlier and it bears repeating. This was the opportunity for God, who is, this is his word. Jesus, who is the word of God. The Holy Ghost, who inspired men to write the word of God. Here is the opportunity of the Father to reveal to the church and to believers that it was not the name of Jesus. It was apostolic authority. It was not the name of Jesus. It was the gifts of the Holy Ghost. It was not the name of Jesus. It's because they walked with him and talked with him. And because they walked with him and talked with him for all those years, they were saturated with his presence. No, 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 no. Hallelujah. You say, well, none of that would be relevant to you. You weren't there. See, isn't that funny religion teaches that? You weren't there. You have no power. It died with the last apostle. Who came up with that garbage? It's nowhere in the Bible. Nowhere in the Bible. I was saying that for the, <laughs> for the internet audience. It's not there. His power has never been relinquished. His power has never been depleted. It's man that walks away from it. It's people that want to organize it and, and what is it, uh, uh, homogenize it and, and all these, <laughs> make it weaker than what it really intended to be. It's the name of Jesus. It takes the place of us being personally present with us. And right here, the Holy Ghost is screaming, listen, listen, listen. You're fixing to get a revelation that will change your life. It's not apostolic authority. It's not just the gifts of the Spirit operating in somebody's life that's special. It's not that. Now notice what he says though. This is so cool. He says, uh, Peter filled with the Holy Ghost said unto them, you rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if this day, if we this day be examined, I love this, of the good deed done, what are we going to do with the name of Jesus, Pastor? Good deeds. Good deeds. Pray for your neighbor. Pray for that person you run into. Pray for that person that needs prayer. Lay your hands on them. Pray over them. Speak the word of God. Speak the name of Jesus over them with boldness and power. And know that when you speak that name by faith, something is happening. Something supernatural. Something glorious. If this day we be examined by the good deed done to this impotent man, by what means he is made whole, be it known unto all of the people of Israel, listen to this, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God hath raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which is become the head of the corner. Listen to this. 
neither is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved or sotos, in which we must be healed, preserved, protected, kept, and delivered into the eternal bonds of our heavenly Father. Woo! I bet this is what they were fearing the most. Say anything but that. Because we thought that problem was over with. And we rolled a stone over that. But that stone has been removed. And this is the stone that the builders rejected and be it known unto you and to Caesar and to Pilate and to Caiaphas and to everyone else that wants to read this down through the ages, it was not apostolic authority, special anointing, special endowment, special gifting. It was his name through faith in his name plus there is no other name given whereby men must be saved. Now hold on, hold on. Which is what? What is salvation? The greatest miracle. With what ease has everyone in here witnessed at this altar men and women over the years standing here with ease and receiving Jesus as Lord and Savior? What a miracle! What a miracle! What a miracle! What makes us think that upon all of the lesser things of life, the name works in any less capacity? That means when we use the name of Jesus in ministry at the altar, when Alan and, and, and Pat are in, in Nicaragua or Turkey and they lay hands in the name of Jesus, yeah. amen, when you're out in the community and there's opportunity for you at your job, in your family, your neighbor, and somebody needs prayer and you're fixing to use that name of Jesus, yeah. in your mind ought to be going around this Faith, it's his name. Through faith in his name. Faith in his name. I've got faith in that name. I've got faith in it. I got saved by that name. I've got faith in that name. I've got word on that name. I've got revelation on that name. I've got information on that name. That name lives in me. That name abides in me. That name is over me. His banner over me is love. The name of Jesus is my salvation. It is his love toward me. It is his compassion toward me. It is power in me. In the name of Jesus, rise and be healed. In the name of Jesus, be filled with the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, be delivered from your addiction. In the name, see how it works. You've already received your greatest miracle. Now all the things in your life that you'll face are less than that. What makes you think that word or that name works with any less ability? It doesn't. Now, how's my time? Okay. Jesus got his name revealed to us by the Apostle Paul. We're going to study the scriptures and we're going to go through each one in the next three weeks. Number one, Jesus had it conferred upon him. Now, something being conferred upon you, I, 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 I guess the one that I read was about... Uh, I wanted to read about things being conferred upon people, so I chose the polio vaccine, and I chose Dr. Jonas Salt to, to study, who he is a man that never intended to win any type of a prize or anything. He was a research scientist and a doctor, 
and, 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 and our, our world was awash with polio. And they found other things other than vaccines that would stem some of the, of, the, of the spread of it, such as sanitation and other things like that that they began to discover, especially in third world countries, had an effect. But they knew that the world needed an answer, and this man worked for it and found it. Didn't do it for money, didn't do it for fame or fortune, but conferred upon him were different awards, confirmations of excellence, and even the Nobel Peace Prize for medicine. Now, not setting out to earn that, Jesus also went through that process. We'll study that in the scripture. Secondly, and this is important, he got it through conquest. You say, what do you mean by that? He went into a mighty combat with the devil. Now, we must understand, he did not do that for his sake, did not need to. At no point in history or time or in the vast expanses in which there is no time has God ever had a problem with the devil. He's always had authority. He's always had power. And even Jesus himself had so much power that when the devil calls insurrection in heaven, Jesus described his departure like this. I beheld Satan fall like lightning. So please don't read these novels of some great battle between good and evil waging in the unseen realm back and forth. No, Jesus used one word, out, and he was out. But he came down and he got into a physical body to identify with humanity who did not have authority over the devil and who had a big problem with the devil. Then he died on the cross and he rose from the dead to impart his essence. Now legally and justly impart the essence of his power and his ability and restore to mankind what he lost in the garden, which was his dominion over the creeping thing. We see throughout, as we study the name, we'll see throughout the scripture that that name is above every principality, every power, every wicked spirit, Satan himself, every government seat, every elected potentate, every president, every king upon the earth. There is no human being with human blood running in his veins that has any authority or any power over the name of Jesus because Jesus went into the unseen realm and he rose from the dead. But when he rose from the dead, he rose with power and authority and he spoiled principalities and power and he made a show of it openly and he destroyed sickness and disease and iniquity and sin and everything the devil ever tried to do to humanity. He destroyed it. Then he took the power that destroyed it and he put it in a package called salvation and he put it in you. So you can demonstrate that defeat throughout your life. You can demonstrate the defeat of the devil for this reason, it says in 1 John, was the Son of God manifest that he might destroy. I love that word destroy in the Greek. It means to loosen and dissolve. Then the third way Jesus got it, and this is, the, this is the cool one. He got it through inheritance. The Bible says he inherited a name above, above any natural human name in the earth, above any angelic name, And the Bible says that God has given him a name that is above every name. Now that's awesome. And I'm telling you, I've seen the religious world go woo, woo, woo over that. But they never go over into the scripture and see where we're heirs and joint heirs with Christ Jesus. And everything he inherited 
We have it, and we walk in the reality of it, and it ain't going to do you any good when you get to heaven because you won't need it in heaven. There is no sickness. There is no disease. There is no poverty. There is no lack. There is no oppression. But down here on the earth, you have inherited... Let me just put it like this. You're in the family. I said, you're in the family. I said, you're in the family. Hallelujah. A blood-washed family, an empowered family, one that has the Holy Ghost on the inside and one that is empowered by the Holy Ghost, one that has the power of the name of Jesus, the power of the gifts of the Spirit, the power of the Word of God, and the power of the Holy Ghost is resident in you. Why do you feel weak? Why do you feel hopeless? You should not at all. The Bible says you're more than a conqueror. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the earth. So just think about all the information we get to go through in the next few weeks about the name of Jesus, having it conferred upon him. That great victory there, his victory. Say, I've never had any victory. But yes, you did. You were there, identified in Christ when he spoiled principalities. His victory is your victory in every area. So listen, as we've said earlier, as we teach on these power sources, the power of the word, power of the name and the power of the spirit you'll find that they're all intertwined they all work together but they have been given to us and the problem with the church is we're so powerless in these days we have to hear receive and walk in that power and walk in that power not just for our own benefit and comfort sure that helps but how many people around us who's going to tell them I know a lot of good Christian people that unless they change they're going to have a very hard time in the days ahead because they don't know anything about power, nothing about authority. They love God. They love Jesus. They don't know nothing about this Holy Ghost stuff. Everything they've been told has been negative and wrong. Amen? I think about my mom and dad, you know, when they came here to Galveston. You know, everything was, was open to them. They were, dad was a young lawyer, mom, a young wife, had a young family, and uh, they got saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. They bore the name of Jesus here on this island. And they were persecuted for it. And they were ostracized for it. And they, were, uh, they, they, they paid a price. But I watched with such joy as they bore that name. And how people, you know, they'd say things here and there, but I'm telling you, late in the night when the phone would ring, there would always be somebody needing that name. And there would always be Pop and Mom that would get up in the night, be on that phone praying and using that name and using that name and using that name. Someone has to bear that name. Someone has to walk in that power. Someone has to, sure, there'll be persecution. Sure, people will mock you. But I'm telling you, at the end of the day, people will beat a path to your house because they know you're somebody that understands the power and the authority of that name. And they will come to you in the crisis of life and you will be well prepared to step in there and say, devil, in the name of Jesus. And when you say that, that devil, just as if Jesus spoke it. The name of Jesus. Now, never forget this. The name of Jesus takes the place of Jesus being personally present with us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Where's Frank? You awake over there, Frank? Lift your hands and let's thank Him for the name. Amen. Thank Him for the name. Thank Him for the name. Thank Him for the name. You're right to use the name. Oh, hallelujah. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Oh, the name above every name. 
The name above every name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. If you need healing in your back or neck, stand right now. If you need healing in your back or neck, stand right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, back or neck. Back or neck. Yeah, lift your hands up right now. In the name of Jesus. Back, neck. Be healed in Jesus' name. Let that adjustment be made. Hallelujah. Yes, I see that, Lord. I speak to that disc that is in the process of deterioration. And in just a few more weeks, the pain that would come. We say no in Jesus' name. And Father, we thank you that was what was once in deterioration now in the name of Jesus is in regeneration. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for healing, healing power. Thank you, Jesus. Now you be seated. You be seated. Hallelujah. You know, it's wonderful to receive a miracle. When it's in a, a process, when you fight a fight and you see at the end of a process, you see God working. I've been believing God for healing in my arm, my forearm here. I, they removed a, a, what do they call it, basal, basal cell. Yeah, and I, with, a, with a chemical and it burnt me and it created this horrible sore on my arm. So I was facing, Leah can tell you, we were facing a doctor's appointment, all this type of stuff. And I just had this unction to believe God for a miracle, for a creative miracle. <laughs> Amen. I mean to tell you about, what was this? We about two, three weeks ago. I came to her and said, look at this. And it started closing from the, from the top to the bottom. So it's, it's closed all the way down. And there's just this little spot left. Hallelujah. So I would be walking in prayer saying, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Somebody see me walk in prayer like that. I was laying hands on myself, praying. Amen. Now let me say a couple of things real quick. Number one, that took some time. I didn't just jump and run to the doctor. I asked the Lord, what do I do about this? You're changing band-aids two or three times a day. You're asking God. You wake up in the morning and look under your pillow and ain't nothing but blood. You're praying every day, what I do, Lord. But the Lord will make a way. And the Lord will give you faith. And the Lord will activate the faith that is on the inside of you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Now lift your hands again. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now I want every chronic condition. And what I mean by that is, well, I've been speaking to these now. It's been over a year now. And I've been speaking to these, and I call them life diseases, where the doctor says, no, you've got to live with this the rest of your life. You've got to take the medication. You've got, And that's, listen, we don't ever urge people just throw the medication. We ask people to go through the process. And sometimes these type of services are just another dip in the river. And sometimes it's your seventh dip. How many know what I'm talking about? Now, we don't live by that principle, but you know what I mean? Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is working right now in this building, right now. The name of Jesus. Now, now, now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Before I do that, do this. 
chronic life. Just hold on just for a minute. Some, several people in here, you've had recently a real attack in your mind, but it's not, like a, it's not like a bunch of thoughts. It's like a fog or a confusion. Like everything you do, you're thinking, why don't this work this way? Why don't I've done this all my life. What's going on? And it's like almost a confusion has got on you. If that's you, stand up. It's almost like your mind is getting foggy or confused. I hope that doesn't confuse you. I don't know why the Lord's wanting me to do this first. Go ahead. Stand up. Yes, if that's you, stand up. Yes, I see that, Lord. Now, lift your hands. Lift your hands. In the name of Jesus. Lift your hands. In the name of Jesus. Stretch your hands toward him. We take authority over that. That's the devil. That's the devil trying to confuse you, trying to make the path that you're on unclear. But God, today, removes the fog. It goes in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Now, now you that are suffering with, with diabetes, arthritis, asthma, any, any life disease. I don't know, there was a bunch of them. If, you, if you've been told, you have to live with this and, and we're going to be able to, to treat you for this, but, but you know, you, you just have, if that's you, stand up right now. Stand up. Now, before I do that, thank you. I love this leadership of the Spirit of God. Don't you? How many agree that you don't want to live with it? Can I, if I can get some agreement here, then we can get something done. Amen. How many agree? Two things. Number one, it don't belong to you. It's not yours. It's, it's, listen, it's come to attack you. It's come to destroy you. It's come to kill you. But Jesus said, I'm come that you might have life. Life. So in a minute, when we use that name, life is coming into your body. Life by the name of Jesus. Life is going to minister to you. And you that have been believing God, who've had some little breakthroughs and setbacks, because that's how it happens. I know how it happens. Little breakthrough, little setback, little breakthrough, little setback. Don't quit. Stay with it. Keep believing. Keep speaking the Word of God. Keep shouting and glorifying Him. Amen? Now, Father, we're not going to ask you. We're not going to appropriate. We've already done that. We're going to declare the name of Jesus preeminent over arthritis, over diabetes, blood diseases, diseases in the intestines, muscle diseases. Go in the name of Jesus. Leave God's people alone in Jesus' name. Now, Father, we release your healing virtue to settle down into this meeting in the bodies of these people. Bodies, you listen to our words. Diseases, we are speaking to you. You know the authority of that name. Diabetes, arthritis, asthma, blood, you're just a name. But we remind you, you are submitted to another name. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Heart disease. I see, I see something in someone's lung trying to develop. I say no. You will not develop in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Now be seated. Be seated. Now let's do this as a church. Hallelujah. I don't know 
what's coming. I just know something is. Sometimes we don't know. So I do all I know to do as a pastor. I, know all to, I do all I know to do as a believer to protect myself, my family, and my church. Amen? Now listen, we're not going to come into submission to any more of these diseases. We'll say that again. I mean, if it comes out tomorrow, we got this new, whatever they name it, the Spider-Man creep or something, you know? <laughs> Job's sores and boils. Whatever it is. You know, we're going to sit this one out. Is that all right? I, I, that came up in my spirit a while back. I just said, you know, whatever... I've heard some, you know, some speculation and some of this about, you know, uh, uh, some hemorrhagic fever thing. They go, we're just going to sit it out, you know. I mean, <laughs> and here's how we're going to do it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of, around your shop there. That, we don't need none of that stuff. Yeah. George, not at the car shop. George, not at the welding shop. Jimbo, not at the, not at the, not at the construction site, not at the construction. We don't need none of that. Not in the wood shop. Nope. Don't need it running around. Don't need it hanging doors. Don't need it. Don't need it. Don't need it. Don't need it in the schoolroom. Nah. Don't need it. Don't need it at your house. Don't need it at God's house. So in the name of Jesus, come on, everybody worship him. In the name of Jesus, we stand against the coming epidemics, pandemics, whether it be a man or the devil. We say the name above every name. Hallelujah. Now, parents, real quick, and we'll close. That's how you pray for your children every morning. We've done that for Breland since the day she was born. Thank you, Father. You name your child. In the name of Jesus, I surround them with faith and love. I declare no evil shall befall them, no plague shall come nigh. Thank you. This is the day the Lord has made, and they will be blessed, and all they put their hand to prospers in Jesus' name. Surround your children with the name of Jesus every day. Teachers in your classroom. Businessmen at your job, walk around your property, say in the name of Jesus, we ain't going to have no accidents. We're not going to have no diseases. All my employees are going to get full of the Holy Ghost. We're going to have a blessing. At your job, so well, I serve a job. I had somebody come to me one time and said, Pastor, just pray that I get a new job. Everybody there just curses. So I'm not going to pray you get a new job. I'm going to believe God. You'd be light amidst all that darkness. We had a Bible school still. It was so cool. Years ago, over at Abundant Life, we had an awesome Bible school over there in this guy, he, was, he worked at a, for a contractor in the plants. And in that contracting shack, they had hung all these calendars, you know, from all these, whatever, whatever, you know, whatever your favorite magazine is. And he came to me and he said, Pastor, how can, man, I walk in there, man, it's just in my face. And I said, well, you know, you're just going to have to believe God. That, you know, you're going to be light and a witness in there. So about three weeks later, he came to me. He said, they took them all down. They took them all down. I said, what did you do? He said, I went in there and I got those big question tracks and I made clothes for all those girls. <laughs> he said, and I took tape and I did double side. And he said, I put little clothes on all those. On all. I said, that must have took you forever. He said, it took me about an hour. He said, I got it all cut out. I got them all closed. He said, those guys came here and looked at that and took them all and just put them, threw them in all in the trash. You got more power than you know you've got. And you got more wisdom than you know you got. All you got to do is use that name and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, you make a way where there seems to be no way. Yeah. Yeah. Now, in closing, everybody's head bowed, everybody eyes closed.
name of Jesus, so precious, so beautiful, so wonderful. No other name given by where we must be saved. If you're here this morning, you say, Pastor, I, I don't know what that even means, to be saved, to be born again. Well, it's very simple. You're born into a family. It's not your Jones or Smith or Martinez or anything like that. It's, it's, it's the human family you're born into. And because you're born into the human family, you're born into a curse. That curse was placed upon humanity, literally by humanity's own rebellion to God. We're born in a state of iniquity. That iniquity revives in us. That's why we're not told how to steal. We're taught not to steal because it's inherent in us to steal. Or you're in here and you say, Pastor, I, I've been saved, but I've had some things in my life that are just so wrong and I, I don't know if God even loves me anymore. Well, I like to say it like this. The fact that you're in church this morning is proof of God's love for you because you could have never came if he didn't love you. But you're here this morning because he does love you and he's drawing you to his heart. You may be out of fellowship because of behavior, things you've done, but God has never broken his relationship with you and he's drawing your heart this morning. So we're not going to ask anybody to do anything that would embarrass them in any way. But this morning we want you to know that it is our desire you leave here knowing, not believing, but knowing that you're right with God. So if you were to say this morning, Pastor, I'm not right with God. I need to be right with God. Please pray for me. I will if you'll raise your hand right now. Anyone at all that would raise their hand. One hand, God bless you, you can put it down. Anyone else that would raise their hand? Thank you, Lord. Another hand, God bless you. Anyone else would raise their hand. Say, Pastor, pray with me. I would like to know that I'm right with God this morning. Anyone else? Two people have raised their hand. Another. There's a third. God bless you. A fourth. God bless you. Anyone else would join these? A fifth. God bless you. Anyone else? You can put your hand down once you've raised it. We see it. God bless you. Five people have raised their hand. Anyone else would raise their hand this morning and say, I would like to be in on that prayer, Pastor. Include me also. One more time as I look around. Help me, ushers. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Now, everybody look this way. Here's how we're going to do it. We're going to all stand on our feet. Then we're going to all pray a corporate prayer together. Every one of you that have raised your hands, play, pray that prayer out loud so your own ears hear it. So that after we say amen, you can say this. I'm right with God and I'm going to stay right with God. Amen. Stand on your feet. Church, will you help us do this this morning? This is all part of our ministry together. Praise God. Hallelujah. Here we go. Ready? One, two, three. Heavenly Father, I thank you that Jesus Christ came to the earth and did what he did for me. I confess he was virgin born. According to scripture, he lived a sinless life upon the earth. He did signs and wonders and miracles, revealing the nature of our Father. Then he died on a cross and he rose from the dead and he did it all for me. Today, I acknowledge that. I believe it and I receive it by faith. Heavenly Father, areas of weakness in my life which cause me from time to time to break fellowship with you, I declare to you this morning, I will go to work on my end if you will go to work on your end. I know, Lord, any weakness, anything in my life, that, that, that does not please you. You will empower me 
to be delivered and walk free from it. In the name of Jesus, I receive that power. In the name of Jesus, I receive that ability. In the name of Jesus, devil, you are defeated in my life. In the name of Jesus, I am saved, right with God. I am right, and in that name, I will stay right. Thank you, Father, here at Island Church. Fourth Sunday of January, I am right with God. Thank you, Lord. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen. Isn't God good? Woo, God is so good. Glory to God. God, give the Lord a big hand clap. Amen. Now, don't forget this week coming up, be a witness. Walk in authority, walk in power, walk in the power of the name of Jesus. Amen. Church on Wednesday night, prayer Thursday night. Praise God. A lot of stuff going on. We've scheduled some international meetings uh, coming up. Lee and I will be traveling internationally again this year. Other things that we're doing. Praise God, what a year we're going to have. God is so good. Father, thank you for this morning. We never take it for granted that you meet with us here in the power of your word and your spirit. We so love you, Lord, and we so need you in these last days. Fathers, we leave today, we claim the power of your word to protect us and keep us safe. Our confession from Island Church is no evil befalls us, no plague comes nigh our dwelling. Angels have charge over us. So we thank you, Father, whether we travel on the highways, airways, seaways, railways, or any other way of travel or transportation. We're kept and protected. With the righteous labor of our hands, we know the construction site can be dangerous, the highways can be dangerous, the, uh, uh, the schools, every place. But Father, the danger is removed in the name of Jesus. And the blessing of God flows in that very name. Thank you, Father, in our own heart, in our own soul. There is a reviving of evangelism a new spark, a new flame beginning to be fanned in our spirit as we press toward the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us be ever faithful to contend for revival and awakening, to be involved in harvest, and to understand and recognize the day in which we live. We love you so much, Lord, for you first loved us. We love each other. We thank you for our church and our experiences together. We leave today the ambassadors of Christ you've called us to be thanking you Lord here at Island Church covered by the blood powered by the word anointed by the Holy thank you for listening to Island Church's podcast to find out more information about Island Church in Galveston, Texas visit our website at islandchurchgalveston.com